Good morning. I'd like to welcome everyone in our service this morning. First song will be number 747. Seven hundred forty-seven. Jesus is Lord, my Redeemer. How He loves me, how I love Him. to our service today, you are honored guests, and we invite you to worship with us often, whether in person or via live stream. Please fill out an attendance card and place it in the collection plate so that we may have a record of your attendance. Times of our services are 9.30, Bible study, 10.30, Sunday morning worship, 5 p.m., Sunday evening worship, and 7 p.m., Wednesday evening Bible study. Perfect attendance for February are infant, Emma Wallace, Toddlers, Sadie Shepherd and Willow Moore. Preschool, Jackson Lacombe. First through third grade, Annie Marie Moore, Lottie Moore, Brooke and Anna Postoma. Fourth and fifth grade, Cora Moore, Knox Blunt, and Maddie Ely. Middle school, Bryson Albright, Nathan Farrell, Reagan Brown, and Josie Ely. High school, Ella and Sarah Albright, Emma and Callie Barrett, Lish Bradley, Amelia Brown, Evie Moore, and Gage Shipman. Meals on Wheels food delivery is today. Please see Christy Albright if you can help with meal delivery. The Ladies Sewing Group will meet Thursday at 12.30 p.m. Hillcrest Church of Christ Ladies Day is April the 1st at 9 a.m. Lunch will be served. A sign-up sheet is in the foyer with more information. If you plan to attend, please sign up by March the 26th. A youth fellowship is scheduled for this Saturday at 5 p.m. in the fellowship hall. The girls are asked to bring desserts and boys bring drinks. The area-wide youth devo is Sunday, March 19th at 5 p.m. at Trenton Crossing Church of Christ. The bus will leave at 4.15 for those who wish to ride to the devo. See Ryan Blunt for more information. There is a sign-up sheet for coordinators needed for our April Youth and Senior Supper on the Youth Bulletin Board. We will be having a double wedding shower for Abigail Ogg and Luke Tucker and Allison Ogg and Zach Huff on Sunday, April the 16th at 2 p.m. in the Fellowship Hall. They are both registered at Target, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Amazon. I have several thank you notes. Dear Shrouds of Church of Christ family, thank you so much for the beautiful silver heart for my home. You have all blessed me so 
with your love, prayers and cards, thank you, and food. It was all eaten with great joy, with love in the Lord. Carol Bonsek. I want to thank you all for the prayers, cards, food, and help during Vicky's illness. You are so. You are so. Surrounded my mom, Vicky, and me with love, support, and prayers. So thankful for all of you that you do. Love, Robin Miller. Stroudsville Church family, I am not sure how to put into words what it is like to feel supported, loved, and prayed for all by you. I want you to know how much I appreciate the help with clearing the willow tree blown down in my yard. It is humbling to have you guys pull in and quick, quickly take care of something for me. I am truly blessed and thankful to be part of such a caring church. Love, Robin Miller. I want to thank you. Aiden and T Adam and Tiffany Moore for fixing breakfast for the tree cutting crew yesterday. I want to thank everyone for cutting up our tree. It is such a blessing to be part of the Stroudsville family, Gentry and Teresa. I want to give special thanks to all who came out yesterday to do work. You all helped us feel blessed. Also, Rufus loved meeting everyone. Love, Vicki McCarty. Dear Stroudsville Church of Christ, we want to thank you for opening your doors for our family to have a place to share stories and laughter after the funeral. The food was delicious, and we are truly grateful for those that prepared it and served it. You provided a space for love and laughter during a sad time. In love, the family of Vicki Randolph. Also have one more announcement. There is a sign-up sheet on the Youth Bulletin Board for new teachers for our youth Bible classes on Sunday and Wednesday. Please indicate which classes you are willing to teach and when current teachers do not need to also current teachers do not need to sign the list. For questions, please see David Shipman. If there are no other announcements. The elders wanted me to uh, come forth and just let the congregation know it's with great regard that we have to make the announcement this morning that Todd Moore has resigned as a deacon here at the Stroudsville Church. We want to uh, thank him for all the service and the time that he's put into that. The readings this morning will come from Matthew chapter 7, verse uh, 15 through verse 23. And I'll be reading from the New American Standard Version. Beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Grapes are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor figs from thistles, are they? So every good tree <clears throat> bears good fruit, but the bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter. Many will say to me, <clears throat> to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and in your name cast out demons? and in your name perform many miracles. And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Our song for opening prayer will be number 320. 320. Precious memories, Unseen angels 
Send from somewhere to my soul How they linger ever near me And the sacred past pray together. Dear Lord, we come before you today just thanking you for everything you've given us, and we thank you for uh, the rain you blessed us with, and dear Lord, we pray that you uh, be with Brother Tom as he brings the lesson this morning, and just let us all be receptive and take it to heart and take it into the world and share it with others. And dear Lord, we pray for all the uh, people who have been affected by the weather recently. Dear Lord, we pray that you be with all of them and just bring them back to us. And dear Lord, we pray for all those who are sick as well. Uh, just be with them, and if it be your will, put your healing hand on them. And dear Lord, we also pray for the spiritually sick. Dear Lord, we pray that you bring us, bring them back to us and back to your fold. And we pray that you just be with all of us as we go out into the world. Just be able to teach your word and bring you glory. And Lord, we pray most of all for just everyone. And uh, we, we want to thank you most of all, though, for your son Jesus who came to this earth, lived his life, and died that cruel death on the cross for the remission of our sins. And it's through his name we pray. Amen.
prepare our minds for the Lord's Supper, we'll sing the Lamb of God. <clears throat> Your only Son, no sin too high, but you have sinned him from your side to walk upon this guilty side and to become the Lamb of God. Your gift of love they crucified, they laughed and scorned him as he died. The humble king they named a frog and sacrificed the Lamb of God. Christ the Lamb of God. I was so lost, I should have died, but you have brought me to your side to be led by your staff and Christ the Lamb of God. Oh, wash me in His precious blood, my Jesus Christ the Lamb of God. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap, nor gather into barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, can add, <clears throat> which of you by worry can add one cubit to its st stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field and how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, for your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they, then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, 
I am the bread of life. He, comes, he who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. But I say to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All the Father gives me will come to me, and, I, and by the one who comes to me I will be by no means cast out. For I've come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the Father who sent me, that of all the all has that all he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up in the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me, that everyone everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have an everlasting life, and I will raise him up in that last day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should have everlasting life. For God did not send the Son into the world and condemn him through the world, but the world through him might be saved. That's two different books, three different chapters, and a whole bunch of different verses that are not in order. But there's one thing through all that, that God loves us. He's taking care of us physically. He takes care of us mentally. And he'll take care of us spiritually. And he sent God to take us home. God sent Jesus to take us home. That's love. That's what God has for us every day. He takes care of us mentally physically, spiritually. I always look at God as a father because he is our spiritual father. And as a father myself, that's all I want to do is take care of my family and hopefully send them home to heaven someday. So that sacrifice that God give us through his son Jesus is, is incredible. That we are not worthy and the same thought we are worthy because he did it. And Jesus did it for us. He didn't have to. But we are worthy because he loves us like a father. Shall we pray? Father in heaven, we bow our heads before you want to thank you for everything. For your son the gift of the Bible, the, your word, and all the many wonderful things, Father. And as we take this bread, Father, we ask that we remember the body that was broken on that cross for us that give us the avenue to be able to come to you. Father, we ask that we open our hearts and do this in a manner that's well-pleasing in your sight. And it's through Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Let's give thanks for the fruit of the vine. Father, as we can continue this thought, we want to thank you for that blood that was shed on that cross. Father, we know that there was power in that blood that we will never understand, that it has the ability to for, forgive us and wash our sins away, Father, and make us presentable to you. And Father, without that, we would have no chance of coming home to you. We thank you so much for that sacrifice. Once again, so we pray through Jesus' name. Amen. Separate from the uh, Lord's Supper is a time of contribution to be able to further the cause of the kingdom and to thank God for the blessings. We will give thanks at this time. Father, we bow our heads want to thank you for the many blessings that you give us each and every day, Father. <clears throat> the roof over our head, the clothes on our back, and the food that you provide through this beautiful creation you give us. We are blessed beyond measure in this country to be able to do the things that we do. And Father, we pray that as we collect these means that we will be able to take those blessings as far as we possibly can out into the world, that we will be able to touch as many lives as possible, Father, to hopefully be able to bring more to you for as in the scriptures that were just read, that's what you truly want. You just want to take care of us and to come home with you. Father, we pray that we will be able to do that through the means gathered and that the ones that are delegating the purposes, that they will be able to do so with wisdom. And it's through your son's name that we pray. Amen.
And I'd like to mark your songbooks. Our song after lesson be number 560. 560. Four lessons, stand and sing number 490. 490. To Canaan's land I'm on my way Where the soul never dies My darkest night will turn to day Where the soul never dies No sad farewell No tear dies Where all is love And the soul never dies A rose is blooming there for me soul never dies, and I will spend eternity where the soul never dies. No sad farewells, no Thank you, Brian. Good morning. It's great to see each and every one of you here today. We appreciate you. We are going to start in, in just a moment. Our series, The Heart of a Child, will continue. And I want to thank you for being here and um, just being in our presence today to encourage us and let us encourage you. I've got a few announcements before I begin today. And I always am just so honored and it's a privilege to mention a family that's asked to be part of us. I want to tell you for just a moment about the Stone family. I remember them years and years ago. Actually, uh, Shana, I remember you when you were really little back at Madison Street. But the Stone family has come for years to our Vacation Bible School and I always appreciated them being a part. They were drawn to us because they felt like, I think, our VBS has tended to be more spiritual and grounded in Bible lessons. Shana's nodding her head, yes. So, and I just appreciate that. Well, they've come and visited, and they want to be a part of us. And that's so wonderful. Amen? Uh, we're growing. We've got lots of young children, lots of babies. I've noticed our services are noisier, and I thank God for that. Little children, that's our future, and families. And, and so I'm going to ask Evan... Shana, Briley, Blaine, and Mary Ella uh, Stone to stand for just a moment. They're over there. And uh, while they're standing, I have to brag on them. They got their involvement form to me 
so fast. I think Howard was the only one faster than them, but that's a good sign when they're like, we're here and we want to be involved. So God bless you guys. And I think, uh, raise your hand. Briley has already agreed to help our young men's service next month. So we're counting on you. So praise God. Y'all have a seat. Thank you so much. And we're blessed to have you. So that was announcement one. Second announcement is on the heels of that. I will meet with the young men in class one to plan our April um, young men's service, which is the fifth Sunday night. So all of you young men who normally get involved and help in some way, um, and that includes you, Briley, come on back to classroom one straight back, and we'll meet and talk about the theme for uh, next month. Now, my announcement number three is sort of a mini lesson. So you're getting a two for one today, two lessons, one standing. So uh, I want to give you a very quick lesson. And first of all, I just wanted to say, Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I'm so honored that Stroudsville is a serving congregation. Uh, you were there for Robin Miller, uh, ladies and men for the meal, and you served, and uh, as you graciously do so often, and I wanted to thank you. And then I want to say thank you also to the army of volunteers that showed up yesterday for the, the tree cutting and work day. Uh, I think we started cutting about a little after 8, we were done by 10 o'clock and we'd gone to three locations. So we overwhelmed the work with volunteers. And I, I don't know, we had about maybe 20 volunteers, men and women. And so based on this, I want to read a thank you note from Robin. I actually received this right after we left her house to cut a small tree. But I want you to focus on the effect we are having on our community the effect that we are having on people that are not part of this church. And so I want to commend you and thank you and tell you to keep doing the good work you're doing because by so doing, you're letting your light shine. Here's uh, Robin's note. And, and so uh, this is something that I really appreciated and it was dear to my heart. My cousins, Robin said, from Illinois were leaving and took a picture. She showed me the picture of the work crew at her house. They said that they were just so happy that I had a church family like you guys. That's all of you. They could not believe the meal Friday. And then you showed up Saturday at my house. Thank you for all you do. That's you. Thank you for all you do. I responded to Robin and I said, we're so happy. This is a blessing to you. Please know you are loved. How do you show love to people? It's when you go out and you serve them and bless them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I commend you, all of you church, for what you do by using your myriad of talents. We had a family that showed up and cooked for us yesterday. They used their talents and then uh, one of them went out and helped us cut trees. We had people who brought trailers and chainsaws. We had people who drug uh, brush. We have one of our team, a volunteer who will remain unnamed, who has amazing climbing skills. There is, for we call him the tree monkey. And he also does karate while he's up in trees. I was amazed. And so the idea is that whatever talent you bring, we'll use it to honor God. Amen. And so thank you. Keep using your talents to serve God. Keep using your talents to glorify His name. And I believe that you will be blessed when you take a servant's form. Amen? You'll be blessed. And I think God is blessing our congregation because He's saying, I'm bringing to you families. I'm bringing to you children. I'm bringing to you a future and a hope. And so I just wanted to build up the congregation today and thank each and every one of you and tell you to keep serving in the name of Jesus. So that was sermon number one. Y'all ready for the other sermon? <laughs> We're doing a series on the heart of a child. And I thought maybe the best way to start our lesson off today was a little video. And Thomas has graciously kind of organized this. So I want you to watch the video 
because it, it tells us a lot about a little child. Now, I think that'll loop over again, so we'll see it one more time. It's pretty quick, but watch what happens. All right, the little guy's had a rough night, falling asleep. His buddy over there is visiting and having fun. He's like, whoa, he notices he's about to fall asleep. So in a moment, he grabs him, pulls him over, and puts him on his shoulder. So that really doesn't need words, does it? It just tells you about the heart of a child, the heart of a child. Um, I know I talk a lot about the chosen, and I apologize if you're tired of me bringing it up. Probably one of my favorite series uh, in season one was called uh, Jesus Loves the Little Children. I believe Jesus loves little children. Do you? And so I just want to explain and explore why he keeps focusing so much on children. And I, this is a precious uh, scene where Jesus is teaching the little children who come to him during the day. On the left, you'll see a, a precious little girl and her smile and the innocence of their faces, their attention to Jesus. And Jesus loved, at least in this episode, called Jesus Loves the Little Children from the Chosen. Jesus loved teaching the children because he loves their hearts. And so my challenge to all of you is, as adults, we tend to become cynical and jaded. And sometimes we're even, we know how to mock people and, and you know, and, and be mean. And I think a little child hasn't learned those skills yet. <laughs> They're still innocent and pure. And so try to turn and be like a child. Try to have a childlike heart. And I want to give you three specific ways today. We'll... we'll tackle that in just a minute. By the way, thank you guys for playing that video. I appreciate it. And so as I mentioned, this was a very special and a very touching scene from The Chosen called Jesus Loves the Little Children. And it shows how sweet they are. It shows their hearts and why Jesus loved them. I think that none of us would disagree that Jesus cares deeply for children and he speaks of their hearts. So if you remember nothing else today, just remember that I'm encouraging you to have the heart of a child. Become like a little child. So let's turn to, to Mark 10, and we're going to look at verse 13. Mark 10, 13. I'll give you just a minute to turn there. And this is another interaction with Jesus and children. But what I'd like to point out as we start reading our text today is I want you to look carefully at how the apostles, Jesus' servants and sometimes bodyguard, how, how they respond to the children. Now, in verse 13, it's implied that these were probably mothers who were bringing little children to Jesus. They recognized him as a teacher. Maybe some even believed and accepted that he was Messiah. And so they bring this, these children to Jesus to be blessed. And so when it says they, and they, that's probably the mamas, they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. The idea is that if Jesus will touch them, if the Messiah will touch them, if the rabbi will touch them, he can bless them. But notice in verse 13, it says, the disciples rebuke them. The disciples rebuke them. Now, stop for a minute, if you will, and I want to ask you a question. What do you think the apostles said when the little children were brought to Jesus? Now, this is an adult response, right? I wrote down these things. Jesus is just too busy. He doesn't have time to be interrupted by these little children. Thank you for bringing the children, but no, he's too busy. Number, number two He's teaching. He's teaching. He really doesn't have time to be interacting with these children. He's got all these adults. Can't you see all the adults? Even people here for him to heal and perform miracles. Jesus is too busy for these children. There's mobs coming to see him. I'm sorry, no. 
Now notice in verse 14, if you'll continue reading with me, but when Jesus saw it, what was happening, that the children were being forbidden to come to him, he said to them, let the children come to me, do not hinder them, for the kingdom belongs, for such belongs the kingdom of God. Now notice in verse 14, how was Jesus' response when they wanted to keep the children away? Was he happy about that? It says, right, Bowman, you're right. He was indignant. Now, I don't know how Jesus was indignant. He was perfect. He was the son of God, but he probably went, no, don't prevent the children from coming to me. I want the children. Now, this is why he was such a master teacher. Jesus in this scene of the apostles saying, okay, master, okay, we'll let the children come. Jesus used the little children as an object lesson at that very moment. He took those children and blessed them and took them in his arms and he hugged them and kissed them, put a hand on their head and he said, do you see these children? I want to bless them. Jesus wanted the children to come because he desired to bless them. I don't know about you, but I feel blessed when I look around and see these children in our midst. I hope you feel blessed too. And when you see a little one, especially when they take them up in the middle of service or, or the Lord's Supper and they're crying and wailing, just say, thank you, God, for the little children. Because soon they won't be wailing, they'll be singing, right? They'll be singing praises to Jesus. Oh, praise God. What we can learn from little children. Why was Jesus indignant? Because Jesus loves children. He used children to teach the adults. And he loves the little children. Now, verse 15. This is really the meat of our lesson today. So, if you don't listen to anything else, listen to 15. Truly, Jesus says, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and he blessed them, laying his hands on them. What can we take away from this interaction with Jesus and the little children? Number one, we're told that we, that is those of us who have become adults, we're adults in our thinking, adults sometimes in our cynicism, adults sometimes in our jaded thinking and being calloused, we need to become like children. We need to receive God's kingdom just like a little child. I think it's sad when people grow up and think on their own and they become adults and all of a sudden they say, you know what, I've been thinking about God and I've decided He does not exist. Or I've decided there's no hell, there's no heaven. This Bible, it's all a fairy tale. I've decided as an adult, I don't believe in these things. What happened? What happened when an adult person thinks those thoughts? But maybe as a small child, they had the opportunity to go to vacation Bible school and sing, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. What happened? Jesus says, turn and become like a little child. Have that open heart to receive him in faith. So we adults, first point, must turn and become like children and receive the kingdom like a child. Now, some adults may say, as they look at a little child, yeah, but, you know, children, uh, they believe in fairy tales. They're gullible. They can be misled. Well, remember, there's a difference between being childish and childlike. God is not telling us through His Son He's not saying be naive or be easily misled. Remember the Bible that says to be wise as, sorry Meg, serpents, that slithering thing, right? But harmless as what? Doves, innocent, pure, peaceable. Be wise as serpents is harmless as doves. So Jesus is not saying be childish, 
be naive, easily misled, but be like a child. Be like a child in your faith, humility, and kindness. So if you're taking notes today, we got five minutes. Write these down. Faith, humility, and kindness. Jesus tells us, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. So faith. Very quickly, I want to turn your thoughts and minds to the woman who had an issue of blood. This was a terrible, terrible predicament for this woman because under the law of Moses, she was unclean. Anyone she touched, <coughs> anything she touched was unclean to the Jews. And they had to go through a sanctification period under the law of Moses. It was a terrible, terrible predicament because this woman was perpetually unclean, rejected by all under the law of Moses. Even her husband, we believe, probably had left her. She'd spent all of her money on doctors and she was desperate. But what did this woman do? I appreciate the story. In faith, she turned to Jesus. Jesus turned when she touched him. And seeing her, he said, Take heart, daughter, your faith. Your faith has made you well. And instantly the woman was made well. Matthew 9, 22. I want you to have faith like a little child. I want you to turn in times of desperation, sadness, depression, anger. Whatever your situation is as an adult, like a little child, turn in faith to Jesus, like this woman did, a woman of great faith. You may recall in Hebrews eleven six, we're told by the Hebrews writer, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards, the, that he rewards those who seek him. Next attribute of a little child is humility. Write that down. Humility, to be humble like a little child. In 1 Peter 5, 6, we're told by Peter, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. I want you to envision a little child who loves their daddy, maybe... Ladies, growing up, you were a daddy's girl, right? When daddy would take you in his, in his arms, everything was okay. Everything was going to be fine. Even if you fell off your bicycle and scraped your knee, dad was going to make it okay. Let us turn to our father. Let us turn to God like a little child and reach out for, for the father. Let us say to him, I need you. I need you to make it okay for me. I put my hope, my trust, my faith in you. And through humility, I come to you. Father, I give you my anxieties. That is how a child receives the kingdom. Finally, kindness. I want you to go back to the example of the little boy who saw his classmate falling asleep. And just very quietly, with no pretense, he reaches over and puts his shoulder on his head. In Ephesians 4.31, we're commanded to be kind. It says in Ephesians 4.31, Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you along with all malice. By the way, I, I, let me just point out, these are adult traits. These are adult traits that we develop in our cynicism. We need to turn and be like a child. Finally, Ephesians 4.32, uh, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So these are the three traits of a little child that I wanted to point out. Faith, humility, and kindness. Maybe today someone needs to turn and say, I'm too much like an adult. I've been too cynical. I've been too angry. I'm not willing to forgive. I hold grudges. Maybe I need to turn and be like a little child. A good way to start is to confess your sin. Come to the Father and hold out your arms. He is ready to bless you.
Jesus loves the little children. Let's stand and sing together. of you for being here this morning. I'd like to invite you to be back tonight at 5 o'clock for evening worship. Also remind our young men uh, there will be a meeting in room 1 immediately following service if you plan on helping with the young men's service. Any other final announcements? Not our closing song will be number 727. 727. Who's I walking down the road carrying such a heavy load? Sinner, lay your burden down, cause you're walking on heaven's road. And when you're walking on heaven's road, God lay down my heavy load. Jesus said he walk along with me. Praise God, glory, hallelujah. I'm singing all the way, got sunshine in every day. Won't you come along and join me on that heaven's road? Young folks walking hand in hand, singing with the angel band. Old folks ain't so tired no more, cause walking on heaven's road. And when you're walking on heaven's road, God lay down my heavy load. Jesus said he walk along with me, praise God, glory, hallelujah. I'm singing all the way, got sunshine in every day. Won't you come along and join me on that heaven's road? Ain't no tears, no crying there, ain't no sadness anywhere. Ain't got time to shed no tears, cause I'm walking on heaven's road. And when you're walking on heaven's road, God lay down my heavy load. Jesus said he walk along with me. Praise God, glory, hallelujah. I'm singing all the way, got sunshine in every day. Won't you come along and join me on that heaven's road? Please bow with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we honor you, we adore you, we praise you, dear Lord. We pray that this service has been according to your will. 
Dear Lord, please forgive us of our sins. Thank you for the family that's came our way, dear Lord. We pray that they'll find a, a home here and we can learn to lean on them and they can learn to lean on us. Dear Lord, we remember faith, humble, and kindness. We pray that we can take these attributes also into the world as we leave here. Keep us safe. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen.